welcome to the Lucky Let Cord Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Otto. This is a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. We are so excited to be with you on this, our first podcast of the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. I think it's the last time I'll be saying that. It's January 14th. Qualies are underway at the Australian Open, not without some controversy. Air quality, very poor in Melbourne right now. We're hoping that situation improves. Uh, We're starting to hear players voice their complaints. There have been some incidents already in the tournament, which started yesterday. Just wish that things get better there and that we can get the Australian Open underway. That's a situation we'll be monitoring closely on TennisNow.com. By the way, you guys can find us on the web, www.TennisNow.com. You can also find us on social at Facebook.com slash TennisNow. Hit us up on Twitter at tennis underscore now and of course we are the lucky let cord podcast part of the tennis channel podcast network happy to be with you today and we're going to talk about a special player we're going to focus our interest today on a rising force from serbia by the name of miamir kechmanovic he's a little bit under the radar when you talk about some of the 20 and under talents on the atp tour i mean you think about shapovalov alex dimonor Felix Auger, Ali Yassim, these are guys we know quite well. Miyamir is kind of a guy that maybe he hasn't really got onto the consciousness of the casual fan, but he's had himself a great 2019 season. He won 24 matches on tour, climbed from 131 in the rankings at the start of the season, finished inside the top 65, I think, right now. He's at 53 in the rankings, had a brief stint inside the top 50, set his goals much higher for... 2020 and we talk with him from his off-season camp in Dubai a little bit about what he's got planned for this year. Also speak with Jimmy Arias, the director of tennis at the IMG Academy, a fellow who's a former number five, by the way, and a fellow that knows Kechmanovic really well. So we're going to weave in snippets of these conversations and talk a little bit about one of the rising players in the game that maybe a lot of you guys aren't that familiar with, Miomir Kechmanovic. Um, yeah, it was um, it was definitely a good experience, you know, practicing uh, with Dominic. You know, I think it helped me a lot to realize how much more and how much better I have to work in order to compete with these guys. And um, yeah, I don't know. My coach, you know, set up the Dubai thing, and you know, it turned out to be you know the best the best experience so far. You know, I had a lot of. I played with a lot of top guys, you know, and, you know, I had a lot of fun here and I'll definitely, definitely try to come back, you know, for the next year too. That's Kechmanovic talking about his preseason at the end of 2018, which he spent with Dominic Team in Tenerife, Spain, and that clearly paid off for him in 2019. Well, he upped his level this offseason and got to spend a lot of quality time in Dubai with Roger Federer. And Novak Djokovic. Here's Kechmanovic talking about that experience. Um, it was, it was really cool, you know. And actually, as I'm like talking now, I'm waiting for him to come to the court so we can practice again. Um, yeah, he's been um, him and Novak. You know, I've been hitting with both of them, and you know, it's just been a great experience. They're a lot of fun to practice with, you know, and so cool to learn, you know, from these guys. 
I could definitely think of worse things to do for a young player than practicing with Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic to prepare for a season. Good on Ketchmanovic for seeking out and arranging a pretty amazing off-season. Here's Jimmy Arias's take on that. Well, obviously, when you're uh, able to have off-seasons training with the best in the world, um, it's going to lend to you playing pretty well, especially at the start of the year, because the hardest thing for me when I played was that off season month and a half or so feeling, remembering how to play with pressure. So you can practice all you want. You're working on certain things, but I actually played better when I played tournament matches for a few weeks because you get used to playing with that pressure. and It's not such a big deal. I feel like when he goes and plays with top 10 players, that feels like pressure to him. That's the same almost as playing a match when he's practicing with them. Um, so I think that's obviously pretty helpful. Kachmanovic and Djokovic are fellow Serbs, and they know each other pretty well. They spent some time together. I think it's a pretty natural and organic rapport that they have between them. But I was curious to know if Kachmanovic knew Federer well and if he was nervous at all when he practiced with the Swiss. Um, I wasn't because I already hit with him a bunch of times, but definitely the first time I hit with him in London, you know, when I was the hitting partner at the O2, that was definitely when I was, uh, when I was really nervous about it. I almost forgot to mention Kachmanovic was the hitting partner at the ATP World Tour Finals for the eight elite players who made that event in 2017. Another example of him finding a way to get this extraordinarily cool and productive practice time with the top players. I mean, obviously most players, as you said, would, would love to to go practice with those guys in the off season. So he's fortunate that he's being picked to, to be able to do that. But I think it probably speaks a little bit of his work ethic and the fact that he obviously wants to be a great player. So he wants to be around those players. He wants to see what they're doing. He was always as a kid here at the Academy, he was always very hard on himself. But the one thing that I liked was he didn't make excuses he, he was hard on himself, but he didn't say I lost because of a bad bounce or a bad call or any sort of I was hurt or any of those type of things. He accepted the losses. He competed hard. He gets a little down on himself sometimes, but that's because he's expecting great things. That's Jimmy Arias talking about Miamir Kecmanovic. Arias got the chance to meet Kecmanovic a few years ago. He Let's give you a little bit of a backstory. Kecmanovic came to IMG Academy at the age of 13. He was living in Serbia at the time. His family sent him over, hoping that he would find better practice and better, you know, better situation overall to become a top pro, and that has worked out well. Arias has stepped in at the IMG Academy more recently, and he didn't get to meet Kecmanovic until a few years ago. And here's Arias telling the story of one of his earlier meetings with the young Serb. Um, my first interaction with him was hilarious because it was about two years ago or three years ago. He was one of the, maybe the number one junior in the world or a top junior. I think he was already ranked 200 in the world. So it might've been only two years ago. And I was 
I have, I live in this area anyway. I wasn't connected to IMG, but I, if I ever practiced, it would be at IMG with somebody. So I came in and I asked Pat Harrison, um, can you set me up with somebody to hit with, you know, one of the juniors, I don't want anyone too good. I have an exhibition coming and I haven't played in a month. So can I, I just want to hit with someone. So, so he sets me up with Kejvanovic and the two reactions that were hilarious was number one, when I walk on the court cause I am 55. So at the time I was 53. Um, you could see the look on his face is like, who is this guy? Why are they setting me up with an old man? And then because I was sort of I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm hitting with this guy who's 200 in the world and I haven't played in a month. Holy cow. And he feeds me the first ball and I shank off a feed. I shank a forehand like over the fence, which never like, I don't think I've ever done that when I was five even, but I shanked one over the fence and the look on his face was even funnier there. Um, like, I really, is this, am I on candid camera? But he never actually said anything. We eventually, we started hitting and it was fine. Um, but it was a funny interaction. He was a good kid. I liked him right away because he didn't say anything to me. <laughs> that is a classic story right there. Unfortunately, we spoke to Arias after I spoke with Kechmanovich, so I didn't, haven't been able to follow up and talk about Miamir's experience there hitting with Jimmy Arias at IMG, but it sounds like he'll have a good recollection of it. So we'll look forward to that in the future. In the meantime, I wanted to get to more pressing matters and ask Jimmy Arias what he felt was good and maybe not so good or needed to improve about Kechmanovich's game. I mean, what is it about this kid that made him a number one junior that's made him rise up the ranking so rapidly over the last year? And what's his upside? How far can he go? I think that he's very solid. So he does everything reasonably well. Ground strokes are very good, moves pretty well, can take the ball early. Um, he, in my mind, to get to the level that he wants, he's going to have to develop a few more weapons. Serve has to get him a few more free points than it does now. Um, he's got to find ways to take time away from his opponents, whether it's hitting the ball slightly bigger or taking the ball a little bit earlier, but something to sort of make his opponents feel a little more rushed. And then the rest of it, I mean, at this level, at the, at the top of the game, which is where he is at this point. He's, um, it comes down to mental, really, on a lot of levels. And it's who has that confidence in the big moments. There's, every match is going to come down to just a few points. Everybody hits the ball pretty well when you just see their strokes. So it comes down to just a couple of intangibles and different things. And it seems to me like he's got those intangibles. He's He's exceeded expectations i think every every year that he's played and let's hear from Ketchmanovich. what was it that made his 2019 so successful i think the biggest key was that i was able to be consistent throughout the whole year you know i was playing some good tennis throughout the whole year and i didn't really have uh you know big um, ups and downs i think i was keeping you know a steady line with my results and i think that definitely paid off this year 
So what's next for Kecmanovic? That's a big. That's a good question to ask right now. There's a lot of room for his ranking to grow. There's a lot of room for him to make a bigger impact on the Grand Slam stage. If you look at what he's done so far, he's only won three matches at the majors in the main draw. Those all came last year. He got a win at Roland Garros. He got a win at Wimbledon. He got a win at the U.S. Open. He's never been past the second round of a major. He's never won a main draw match at the Australian Open. So he's got a lot of room to grow his ranking and to grow his presence on the biggest stages in tennis. Here's what Kecmanovic has to say about his goals for 2020. Well, definitely ranking-wise, I would like to to see if I can break top 30 this year. That would be my main ranking goal, but also, you know, to stay healthy, you know, be injury-free throughout the year and just, you know, keep improving my game. I think that's the most important part, you know, because I'm so young. I still have a lot of time ahead of me and I think just to, you know, be prepared and, you know, be ready for everything and just let's let's just see how it goes. Absolutely looking forward to seeing how it goes for Miomir Kichmanovic. Still 20 years of age, won't be 21 till the end of August. Special thanks to Miomir for joining us on today's edition of the podcast and thank you to Jimmy Arias as well. Want to tell you guys, you can find us on the web at www.tennisnow.com. You can also hit us up on social. We love it when you come join us and talk tennis. Facebook.com slash tennis now. On Twitter, we're at, at tennis underscore now. You can find us on Instagram. And, of course, you can find us wherever you find your podcast. We're talking Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Just Google Lucky Letcord Podcast and voila. You'll be listening and finding out more about your favorite tennis stories. I'm your host, Chris Otto. I want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Maybe later in the week, we'll bring on Richard Pagliaro to preview the Australian Open main draws. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.